I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Rob Norman, and this is Personal Best. Each episode, we try and find a normal person with an eccentric hang-up and help them get over it. I mean, we try and do that because it doesn't always work. That's right. That's my producer, Andrew Norton. And yeah, trying is the key word on this show. This episode, we are trying to help a guy named Brent, a man with a very particular ask. I wrote to you guys about how I would like to be in a room where balloons fall from the ceiling. Brent works as a radio announcer. At night, he plays bass in a punk band. Great hair, lots of tattoos. Basically an all-around cool guy. A cool guy who is hung up on balloons. It's something that I've been thinking about (laughs) since I was a kid, and it just hasn't happened. And there's been opportunities for it to happen, but I've missed them all. How are you thinking about it since you were a kid? Uh, I had a little black and white TV in my room when I was growing up. It was probably like 13 inches or something. It was crap. It got two channels. The one that came in the clearest played Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. And I was allowed to watch an hour of TV before bed. And for some reason, just because it was TV, it excited me enough to sit through shows that I didn't understand. And at the end of both those shows, if you won, balloons always drop from the ceiling. I was like, where are they coming from? How long did this take? Who was doing this? Is this going to happen every episode? So I became, like, obsessed with that because I saw it every night when I thought it was, like, the coolest thing in the world. Imagine a world where adults showered each other with balloons on a seemingly nightly basis. Every night you're celebrated by your friends. That's what young Brent thought the adult world was like. I should mention that I looked into it, and as far as I could tell, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy never actually dropped balloons. Wheel of Fortune, though, is famous for their huge confetti drops. Maybe on Brent's tiny old TV, it looked like balloons. I don't know, but there were balloon drops on other shows, like Family Feud. Either way, Brent became obsessed with balloon drops. At parties, he'd look to the ceiling to see if balloons were up there waiting to drop. He tells a story about a balloon drop he missed one New Year's Eve. And he tells it the way a washed-up varsity athlete might talk about a routine pop fly that he missed that cost him the championship that year. He was at a party where balloons were set to drop at midnight. He sees them in the rafters. He's excited. But with just minutes to go, he has to pee. So he runs to the bathroom, but it's super busy. There's this huge lineup. So as the clock strikes midnight, he's still stuck there. And then I was like, well, I might as well do a good job washing these hands before I go back. And there I was. Balloons are on the ground when I return. My question would be, why haven't you tried to orchestrate this for yourself, if it means so much to you? I'm just, I I think because I'm not that kind of person. Like, I, I don't, I don't celebrate myself like that. I feel like I'm pretty nonchalant about all the stuff that I do. He didn't make a big deal about getting a promotion or having his radio show move to a better time slot. 
When something good happens, he doesn't mention it to family or friends, let alone celebrate it. I think it's it's something on the lines of like a jinx. Like I, I don't like to get too high on something because I do have a feeling like when somebody starts celebrating themselves too much that that good thing is only going to last so long. So never want to come off as braggy or arrogant or anything like that. It's not just celebrations. Brent also struggles accepting compliments, any form of acknowledgement. If he meets a fan from the radio or someone compliments his band, he'll change the subject or make a joke. And it seems like this whole way of thinking can be traced back to this thing his mom would always tell him about shopping. So my mom has this thing where anytime she was going to buy a new pair of shoes, she would say in her head, they're not going to have these shoes in my size. So she was already let down. So if the shoes weren't there in her size, she was comfortable with that idea. And then if they were there in her size, she was like cloud nine because she was so devastated already from being down on herself. Not a bad way to manage expectations. But somewhere along the way, Brent took that idea and applied it to everything. Basically, until you've achieved your ultimate goal, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, because if you get really pumped on something and then it goes away, you're going to be pretty devastated. But if you were just kind of like one note the entire time when it goes away, you're like, oh, that was bound to happen. (laughs) Sounds really sad. I guess... I want to be more comfortable with celebrating myself. Brent came to us because he wanted a balloon drop. But what good is a balloon drop if the person getting balloons dropped on them doesn't think they're worth it? That's a sad balloon drop, man. Yeah. Okay, Brent talking about balloon drops got me Googling balloon drop videos, balloon drop facts. I was deep into it. And turns out Brent's not the only one who loves balloon drops. So does the Republican Party. Massive balloon drops have been a staple at their national convention since 1932 when Herbert Hoover won the Republican presidential primary. Uh, you know, it's, it's become a tradition. It's very iconic. This is an interview with the dude who's been in charge of the balloon drops at their conventions for the last 30 years. It's something that everybody looks forward to. It's a celebration. Somebody said it's kind of like champagne bubbles coming down on the crowd, you know? Democrats, though, maybe with the exception of Hillary Clinton, not so big on balloon drops. It might be because they were scared off by a balloon drop that went so wrong, one reporter called it the horror of 1980. With gratitude and with determination, I accept your nomination. Jimmy Carter had just won the Democratic nomination. Everyone cheers. A big band starts to play. Then, an awkward pause. Carter is just standing there like the teleprompter is broken. But it's not. It's the balloons. Having a little trouble getting the balloons down. That is Brent's nightmare. Right? What we're getting is a kind of waterfall of balloons. And that year, get this, Jimmy Carter lost the presidential race. In my mind, that is no coincidence. What is a coincidence is that a few days after talking to Brent, we discovered there's actually a balloon drop set to happen here at CBC. It's part of something called Kids Day. It happens every year. Hundreds of children pack into the CBC atrium. There's face painting and performances, the whole works. This is our chance to experience a professional grade A drop. So it is about 2.30. The balloon drop is supposed to happen at 3 o'clock. So there's hundreds of children around. Uh, and we're two very tall, bearded men with a microphone. So are you here for the balloon drop? Yeah. 
How many balloons do you figure are up there? Uh, between 1,000 and 1 million. You know what? That's not inaccurate, I would say. Are your kids really excited for the balloon drop? Oh, yes, very much. Even I'm excited. <laughs> What's the appeal? It's balloons falling from the sky. What else you want? <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. What is it about the balloon drop that's so great? Uh, it's really cool because it's kind of like gravity because they go slow, right? So, so there's anticipation. Yeah. And then you get it bouncing around and it's really cool. All eyes are above us, right? Everyone's everyone's looking up. They know what's coming, right? Can I be honest with you, Andrew? I'm actually really into this. This morning I was like, this is dumb. I'm really into balloons now. Remember the, have you seen the movie The Purge? Where like for a minute there's no rules? When these balloons drop, I think it's gonna be like that. Like for, for two minutes there'll be complete anarchy and there will be no law. Once this goes off, I can't account for my actions. It was really good. It was really, really good. Good drop, good drop. What are the things that we think of when we think of balloon drops? We think of someone has won something. It's celebration and recognition and acknowledgement on a colorful, large scale. That's Sarah Chitty. Not only does she get the appeal of balloon drops, she's a master of celebration. And that's her job. She's a celebrant. If you have a wedding or some other milestone, you'd work with Sarah to customize your own meaningful celebration. We figured she could help with Brent. I mean... A lot of the celebrations that we do are about people celebrating themselves. They're, pe they're about people trying to figure out how to say, wait a second, let's stop. This moment is really important, and I want to not let it pass by. The way that Sarah talks about celebration makes me realize this isn't a trivial thing. Celebration is essential to being a functioning human. You know, I think a life without celebration is lacking a lot of fun, but it's also lacking memory and milestone. When we look back on our lives, if there are important moments that we have let pass without that pause, without that recognition, those moments themselves can become like ghosts. You know, we remember them, we ruminate over them, and we, we wonder what it means about ourselves that we didn't pause and celebrate ourselves. Sarah breaks celebration down into its base elements. Okay, so for a celebration, you need a reason, an opening, some kind of act that is the celebration itself, and a closing. Maybe this stuff is a no-brainer to some people. It's like, yeah, of course, that's what you do to celebrate. But I'm the type of person who doesn't put their birthday on Facebook, so I don't have to politely reply to a bunch of nice messages. You don't put your birthday on Facebook? That's so sad. It is a little sad, isn't it? 
that's why I can see a little bit of myself and Brent. Right. You know, so to have this stuff spelled out to me is actually surprisingly helpful. There's actually something pretty brave about really celebrating yourself because it involves looking at yourself honestly and saying, I'm not perfect. I don't have everything sorted out. But this thing or these things that I have done, I am proud of them. I don't know about you, but I came away from that interview with like a way healthier relationship with celebrating. I think we're way better equipped to help Brent now. Sure. I think we should write Brent a song. I Did you get that from the interview? Or? I got that from my mind. Like, Brent's a musician. He works at a radio station where he plays music. This guy loves music. Let's write him a song. I think a song... I mean, I think, I think a song would be fun. Um, yeah, f*** it. Let's write him a song. Let's write him a song. If we're going to make a song for Brent, we need the advice of a musician who knows celebration. And when it comes to the quintessential celebration song, there's only one. If we're going to do this right, we need to talk to Cool and the Gang. Cool and the Gang is very busy. But we found someone even better. The premier Cool and the Gang cover band. Cool as the gang. Can I ask you a question, actually? Yeah. How did you hear of our band in Canada? That's Billy Osborne. He's the drummer and founder of Cool as the Gang. I guess he doesn't get that many interview requests from Canada. He may not have written Celebrate, but he sure has played it. A lot. As soon as they hear that first, and the big Yahoo, it feels like the roof is coming off the place most of the time, honestly. That first big Yahoo that you get from the crowd will, will blow your mind every time. That's exactly what we want for Brent's song. Something that when people hear it, they can't help themselves. They have to celebrate. If you're going to celebrate something, it's definitely got to upbeat. It's going to be probably more of a uh, something to do with major chords and major chord progressions because those are happy and that's kind of pop music stuff. It's going to have very simple melody that people can sing along to, you know what I mean? And um, it's going to have a, a good a good beat, that's for sure as well. Do you think people would like it if at some point in the song we go, woohoo? <laughs> that depends on where you place it. It could possibly work, you know what I mean? That's not the same as Yahoo! It's a different kind of thing. Woohoo is not the same as Yahoo! Celebration songs are more nuanced than you might think. And it's going to be even harder because we have to tailor our Yahoo's specifically for Brent. So, so my friend Brent, he can't celebrate. Why do you think some people are reluctant to celebrate? Why can't, when you say he can't celebrate, why can't he celebrate? I tell Billy about how Brent doesn't want to embarrass himself if he fails, doesn't want to jinx his success. Also, the shoe thing. He sounds like he needs to talk to somebody. <laughs> That's all I can say, you know, because I've not ever not come across nobody that doesn't know how to celebrate. That's a very strange thing. You surely must be able to celebrate for one reason or another. Why not celebrate just because you feel good? Definitely, yeah. Do you think that might be a good lyric? Celebrate because you feel good. That's definitely not a bad lyric. <laughs> you know? Do you think it could be a chorus, maybe? It could be. It could just be something like simple. 
celebrate because you feel good. You know, it could be anything, man. Celebrate because you feel good. Cool as the gang just gave us a hook. We have lyrics and some musical guidelines, plus some detailed instructions on how to celebrate, courtesy of Sarah Chitty. It's time to write our own song. So we called my pal and musician Marty Tops. He came by the studio with his Roland AX synth. It's a keytar though, right? It's a keytar, yeah. It's a, it's a keyboard that you can play like a guitar. No, oh, that's a trumpet. Yeah. Turns out Marty has a connection with Cool and the Gang's celebration as well. I know that song mostly from uh, Richard Simmons' workout tape <laughs> called uh, Dance Your Pants Off, where the video starts. It, it, it's a zoom out on the world and it zooms into this little parkette, and there's an a cappella group singing uh, Celebration. And when they're about to say celebrate, Richard Simmons pops up out of the water fountain and goes, Celebrate good times, come on! Good times, come on! And we got a lot to celebrate today! And the workout begins and my heart's already racing. Obviously, this is a man who knows how important a celebration song can be. We play him our interview with Billy from Cool as the Gang. Celebrate. Celebrate. He even gave me a drum fill. Cool. Yeah, I I feel that. He's more of a funk guy based on that break beat, and I'm more of like a straight-ahead pop guy, but I could meet him somewhere in the middle, maybe some sort of R&B. This must be how Robert Cool Bell felt while writing Celebration, perfecting even the smallest of details right down to the exclamations. I was doing a little bit of research on the different kind of exclamations you can have just in general, like woohoo. Sorry, how did you research this? Just going on the internet. Okay. And you typed in different types of exclamations? Yeah. Right. And so there's like woo. Yeah. Woohoo. Yahoo. Yeah. Um, like a Yahoo is kind of like a lunatic's uh, battle cry. But a woohoo <laughs> is something that we all can get behind. It was good to know our personalized instructional celebration song is in good hands. Do you think you have enough? Oh, I got plenty. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good reason to celebrate because you feel good. Mm-hmm. You will have to give Billy Osborne a writing credit on this track. No problem. In the meantime, we have to tackle another serious part of Brent's celebration problem. Shoes. This all started with Brent coming to us about balloons. But really, it's about being unable to acknowledge his accomplishments, or even accepting praise for that matter. And it all stems from his mom's philosophy about buying shoes. It was like, if you see a pair of shoes you like, just assume they don't have it in your size. That way, you're never disappointed. And he sort of twisted that into never celebrate anything good because all accomplishments are fleeting. Right. So I got Brent into the studio. I can't believe that is like something that took off. That was such like a side comment on my part. No, it just seems like this is the comment that has shaped so much of your personality and we want to fix this. Okay. So step one, we loaded up a website for a local shoe store and we had Brent pick out his favorite. I want a shoe that I can wear with no socks. Oh, that's, those are what I want right there. What are they? These checkered ones with laces. They're a pair of Vans Authentics. Nice choice. 
a simple skate shoe in the classic Jeff Spicoli checkerboard pattern. He needs a nine and a half. Brent believes he'll jinx himself if he tells his friends and family something good is on the horizon. So, step two. Brent's going to phone his friends and family and let them know how jazzed he is about this new shoe opportunity. Script in hand, Brent hits the phones. Welcome to Operation Get People's Hopes Up. Hello? Hey, Dad, it's Brent. Hey, buddy. I'm just calling to let you know that tomorrow I will be buying myself a pair of Vans checkerboard authentic shoes in my shoe size, which is nine and a half. I deserve them because I'm a valuable person. <laughs> you know what? God bless, and I, I wish you all the luck in the world in your new shoe adventure. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice messaging system. Hey, Lydia, it's Brent. I'm just calling to let you know that tomorrow I'll be buying myself a pair of Vans Uh, do you have any words of encouragement or questions about my announcement to the universe? Um, you know, just make sure that you're wearing socks with your shoes, because if you buy new ones, you want them to last as long as possible. So get the stench out of there, you know? I hate wearing socks. You gotta. You gotta just bite that bullet. Wait, you're a nine and a half? Yeah, I'm a nine and a half. Maybe a ten on a good day. Really? Well, yeah, it depends on the shoe, but I feel like Vans... Oh, okay. I think you've, you've probably heard me say this. When my mom goes to buy shoes, she'll say in her head they're not going to have them in my size. <laughs> That's crazy. I know. It's, it's, and she's like instilled this in my head in my life, and that's who I became as a person. So now the good people at CBC are trying to help me celebrate myself and not think that like you can jinx everything by thinking positively, essentially. Oh, you have to get them. You just announced it publicly. No, I know, but like I'm in the boat that they're probably not going to be there in my size. Oh, right. I'm at the CBC doing the podcast for the balloon thing. Oh, cool. So the first step is shoes, the second step is balloons. Can't wait to see it all works out. Me too. Probably won't, though. Have a good day. It's the next morning. We meet Brent outside the shoe store. We mic him up, give him my credit card, and send him in to get his shoes. All right. How are you feeling? I feel, I feel nervous for some reason. <laughs> You're just buying a pair of shoes. With a wire. Yeah, the wire's pretty weird, huh? Yeah. Here's the deal. I've coordinated with the owner, and he's in on what's about to happen next. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. Uh, do you have these guys in a nine and a half? Nine five. Eric. Give me one second. Nine and a half's a pretty popular size. Like, That's what we, I thought, too. They go uh, pretty fast. Um, I do not. The shoes aren't there. I made sure of it. This just seems cruel to me, man. What is the logic of you making sure the shoe isn't there after he's gotten his hopes up? Shouldn't we be teaching him that, you know, like good things can happen and he's not going to jinx it just by telling everyone? What I'm trying to show Brent is that you can put yourself out there and it's okay if it doesn't work out. You can be disappointed and that's not a bad thing. But by being open to experiences, by being vulnerable, you might find something else. Maybe something even better. So this is like a can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you'll get what you need type deal. Exactly. So we head back into the store for the next part of the plan. What is, what's this? 
Don't do this. What is it? Over the past two weeks, I've been secretly reaching out to Brent's friends, family, and co-workers for compliments. Reasons why they think Brent is great. I printed them out and tied them to the shoes on display. And now, Brent has to read them all. Brent inspires me because he's not afraid of taking chances, and no matter how it turns out, he's able to make it funny. This is way too many things. Brent deserves to be celebrated because he literally doesn't know how to play bass, but has played shows to pack rooms, which was what people try to do their whole lives with years of practice. Rick Albrecht, my dad. This is weird. <laughs> he was a great soccer player. He was a natural for the game. I could get him to play any position, and he did it very well. Not only does he have to read the compliments out loud, he has to verbally accept them. Hell, hell of a year for Brent. I accept that compliment. This feels like when you get a present and you want everyone to know that you like it, but at the same time, you're like, how do I react naturally in that scenario? As he makes his way through the compliments, he goes through various stages. Mad, embarrassed, uncomfortable, then resigned, accepting, maybe even a bit moved. People waste so much time talking about the shit that they want to do. Brent gets an idea and finds out a way to bring it to life. That one is really nice. Yeah, I accept that compliment. It's very sweet of him to say. More dad, that's what I wanted. He made the honor roll in both grades 11 and 12. I didn't make the honor roll in grade 12. I'm pretty confident I didn't. But you know what? If he thought I did, he was probably psyched. So yeah, I totally did. Thanks, dad. All in all, a slightly strange but heartwarming day at the shoe store, courtesy of Personal Best. Um, yeah, it was my worst nightmare to, I think, call people and tell them that I was getting something because it's such like a braggadocious weird look on my end. Uh, but the end result was pretty weird and wonderful. Mainly weird. Yeah, definitely weird. While we were making Brent read compliments out of shoes, Marty Tops was hard at work finishing his song for Brent. It's the following week. We've invited Brent to a comedy club under the guise of a fake improv show we've put together. But really, we're here to debut Marty Tops' song. The audience, including Brent, has no idea. Suddenly, Marty walks on stage, guitar in hand. We're not just here to watch improv. We're also here. I heard there's a special guy here, Brent. I heard you're here for a special reason. Isn't that right? It sure is. What's that reason, Brent? I don't really know anymore. It's because you don't know how to celebrate, and we're going to help you celebrate here tonight. We're not just here to party. We're also here to give Brent some celebration education. So here's a step-by-step guide in the form of a musical revelation. Tip number one is to try and have some fun. Look at your life and all the special things you've done. Step number two, well, that's up to you. Focus on the stuff that make you proud of you. Woo! Like, just remember, you're a friend to rock and roll. And in your senior year, you might have made the honor roll. There's so many things this list could go on for years. So grab onto a memory and bring on the happy tears. Tip number three is show that party respect. Start acting in a way your friends and family expect. Everybody knows you've got emotions and 
inside. So celebrate with us and find your own party pride. Wahoo! It's time for step number four. You must surrender to the party. Leave that old friend at the door. It's time to celebrate now. Hope that's understood. Now tell me how you feel and you have better say good. Wahoo! Celebrate because you feel good. Celebrate just like you know you should. Pretty soon, Brent's singing and clapping. So is the rest of the crowd. Celebrate because it feels good. Celebrate because I don't, I don't remember. Celebrate. In the words of Marty Topps, Brent is showing the party respect. He's acting in a way his friends and family expect. Celebrate because it feels good. The final guitar solo brings the house down. We caught up with Brent after the show. It was, I mean, I couldn't believe any of that was going on. And then when he ripped a guitar solo, I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Also really hilarious to do on like a Wednesday afternoon. (laughs) Overall, polite amusement. Didn't seem like he had a celebration epiphany here. We also said we'd give him the tape from our interview with our celebration expert, Sarah Chitty, too. Whether or not it worked, it was time for Brent to prove himself to himself. Our challenge now for you, Brent, is for you to go and plan your own celebration. Okay. So Brent has one week to use all the information we gave him to go and figure out a way to celebrate himself. And he is surprisingly optimistic about his odds of pulling it off. Uh, I'm going to say 7 out of 10. That's solid. That's yeah. solid. I know, I, where I think before it would have been like maybe a 1 or 2. Oh really? Gosh. Really? Yeah. yeah, this is like, I mean, especially the, the compliment day... No lie. Like, I, that was top three most uncomfortable I have ever been in my entire life. To stand in a shoe store and read good things about yourself Why the shoe guy is there listening, it definitely made me get comfortable with it very quickly. Like, I wouldn't even agreed to have, like, a, a celebration. And I think the fact that I'm like, yeah, I'll do it, is a pretty big thing. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. When this journey began, Brent came to us with a desire to experience a balloon drop. Then we told him it wasn't about balloon drops. But we went to our own balloon drop and it was sick. It was the sickest. But the real issue for Brent was learning to celebrate himself. So we talked to a celebration expert, did a prank involving shoes, commissioned a guitar-based song. Then we sent him off. It's one week later. 
So, Brent, the last time we left you, we tasked you with creating a party to celebrate yourself. How did it go? I wasn't able to get it done. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we did some of it. Uh, we went out for dinner on Sunday, just a close-knit group of people. We had we had drinks. We cheers to me. Like, I feel like I'm like a teacher, and you're kind of like, I didn't do the assignment, but I did this thing. Would you take it? Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what I'm saying right now. Essentially, uh, we were hanging out on my couch and we saw a commercial for Red Lobster. And I said, it would mean a lot to me if we went to Red Lobster tonight and had dinner. And because of that, we actually ended up going there. And people cheers you? There was a cheers, yeah. There was only three of us there, so it wasn't like monumental or anything, but it was a nice moment. What was the cheers? Uh, To celebrating yourself. To being comfortable and open with the fact that uh, you're going to do good things and you're allowed to think that it's okay to celebrate those things. That's what happens when someone put up their glass and they said that whole speech? Not exactly that, but that was like the gist of it. I do still kind of feel like a parent. Like, we gave you specific instructions. We gave you rules. We talked to an expert. This is how you're supposed to celebrate. But the humble clinking of glasses, a toast with some thoughtful reflection. Even though I'm pretty sure he made that part up. All the while, the smell of Red Lobster's signature cheddar biscuits floats through the air. It seems fitting. And something old Brent wouldn't have done. Definitely not. I would never invite people out... Uh, for dinner specifically because I wanted to go somewhere ever before I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done any of that still makes me a little uncomfortable but that's okay it is okay also I guess all we had to really do in the first place was maybe just show him a Red Lobster commercial no way I think we actually did something worthwhile here I mean his relationship with Celebration has changed I think it's more important than I thought it was before. I think that would be the best way to describe it. To work at something for a really long time and then to reach maybe like, even if it's a goal on the way to a bigger goal, those are things you kind of have to stop and take in and realize that like you accomplished something. It's totally fine to be proud of yourself for that. Whereas before I was like, well, it's not the big goal, so who cares? But yeah, I think if you don't do that, you can kind of get caught up and then things just kind of become gray and a little mundane and you don't understand what you should and shouldn't be happy about actually <laughs> this, this is a real thing <laughs> you just choked yeah i just went through, i was trying valiantly <laughs> I, was, I just was drinking some tea and, and it went down the wrong tube i was trying so hard to not have to cough <coughs> sorry wow all right you were saying yeah so anyways it was good We have one more thing planned for Brent. We tell him that we have to do some video footage for our website, so we walk him down to the CBC atrium and make him stand in a very specific spot. On the balcony above, associate producers Jess and Yasmin are waiting with four garbage bags of balloons. (laughs) No way! It's a balloon drop! It's also the greatest thing that's ever happened. We couldn't not end this episode with a balloon drop. Come on. Don't want to pop any of them. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, that, uh, I totally wasn't expecting that. As weird as it sounds, that was perfect. Celebrate because you feel good. Celebrate just like you know you should. 
I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard a podcast called Personal Best. Andrew Norton produces the show. Yasmin Maturant and Jess Shane are our associate producers. Thanks this episode to Yasmin for providing accurate sound effects of Brent dodging compliments. He's like, you know, like dodging them a little bit. Arf Narani is the executive producer of CBC Original Podcasts. Got something you want to improve about yourself? Come on our show. Email us at Iwantaballoondrop at cbc.ca. It doesn't have to be a balloon drop. It can be anything you want. In fact, we just did a balloon drop. It'd be super weird to do two episodes about that. Personal Best is a CBC original podcast. And hey, if you're looking for other CBC original podcasts, why not check out Someone Knows Something? Somewhere in the boxes and, and filing cabinets is, is the key to who's killed William Gravette. Andrew, have you solved any murders today? Your, your mic isn't on? <laughs> you didn't solve any murders and you can't even turn your mic on, man. Check out this season of Someone Knows Something, a podcast where every producer knows how to operate their microphones. Available wherever you find your other favorite podcasts. Great attention this episode. You listened all the way. Congrats. For more CBC Original Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash originalpodcasts.